Pastor Mike here. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time today. Uh, If you haven't already, I'd love for you to sign up for our daily email. It's a great way to start the day. It's the way that I start my day. (laughs) And it's a way to bring God's word straight into your inbox first thing in the morning. Uh, My teammates at Time of Grace do a fantastic job of giving you video and written devotions, blog posts, podcast episodes, and the occasionally fun and quirky social media posts. And all of it's to encourage you with God's amazing word. Just go to timeofgrace.org to sign up today. So when Jesus dropped that truth bomb on the disciples and said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me, they instantly asked that question, well, surely not I, Lord. But after they wrestled with that for a little bit, then all of a sudden, naturally, the question shifted. Well, if not me, well, then who? And suddenly, they're, they're looking around the room, sizing up their competition, sizing up the other disciples that are there, trying to figure out who it is. And here we are, 2,000 years later, armchair quarterbacking this thing going, dummies, it's Judas. Like, he's right there. If, but we know it. We know it because Matthew told us. Before this account, before we get into Matthew's description of the upper room and this question that Jesus said, or the statement Jesus said, he tells us that, Matthew tells us that Judas actually betrayed Jesus. That he conspired with Jewish religious leaders to hand Jesus over to be destroyed, to be betrayed and, and to die. And so we know this. They didn't. If you've seen any Christian movie, um, instantly, you can tell who Judas is. Any Christian movie on this account, there's Judas. He's, he's lurking in the background, right? He's dimly lit. He's got shifty eyes. You know instantly who Judas is. But they didn't. They were confused. And so Luke then tells us that after Jesus makes this statement, a fight broke out among the disciples. And the fight isn't, I think it's Judas, or I think it's Matthew, or I think it's Simon. The fight breaks out over which one of them is the greatest because they can't figure out who it is. And more than likely, they don't think it is Judas because do you know what Judas's job was? Judas's job among all the disciples is he held the money bag for all of them. If you went out at a party and for some reason you had to put all your wallets and purses and one person guarded, who are you going to pick? Probably the person you trust the most, right? And so they trusted Judas. They probably didn't think it would have been him. So this fight breaks out, not about it's that person or this person, but Jesus said, couldn't be me. The fight breaks out about how great each one of them is. Once again, the disciples are failing. Jesus knew this about them. He knew that they constantly fought over who was the greatest among them, jockeying for position among Jesus. And so actually, earlier in the night, when they first got in there, Jesus did something truly humble. And truly remarkable, something his disciples needed to learn. They come in with their their dirty, nasty, gross feet because they walked in sandals. That doesn't sound that gross. You wear sandals if you go to the beach or go to the pool. But they wore sandals all the time. They walked everywhere. And animals did their their business on the road, so that's going to get on their feet. They're going to recline at the table, their feet next to the food. And so they'd always wash their feet. None of the disciples wanted to do that because they thought they were the greatest. But what did Jesus do? Jesus humbly, lovingly took off his outer clothes, wrapped a towel around his waist, washed his disciples' feet and told them, I've given you an example and I want you to follow this. I want you to do as I have done for you. And not that long later, what do they do? 
They fail. Again, they made it all about themselves. I do the same thing. I, I do. I constantly make life about me, my wants, my desires, my joys, and I'm thinking I'm not by myself. We all do this. We all fail and just make life about ourselves. And so Jesus knew he couldn't just wash his disciples' feet and give them that example. That wasn't enough. He knew he needed to do more, and he did. He gave his true body. He gave his true blood on the cross just hours later so those disciples could have what they so desperately needed. God's mercy. Jesus' forgiveness. And God's given that to you. He's given the same blessing to you. And God wants you, in that forgiveness, as you've repented to God, to know that A, you're forgiven, and B, if you want joy, true, lasting joy in your life, you need Jesus, then focus on others, and then yourself. And let me tell you, life changes. That's the truth Jesus is showing you here. And now, I want you to come back tomorrow. We're going to see how Jesus lovingly, mercifully deals with Judas, even though this man betrayed him. It's pretty amazing. I'll see you then.